The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open again to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, we will now continue looking at the expedient way, still dealing in that time of the church when the sign gifts were in operation, but if this chapter was just adhered to today, it would reveal that tongues are ceased and done away. God's Word is perfect. God's instructions are infallible, and if we would get back to that which is written, it would rid us of all the confusion and error in our day among the churches. Of course, most of these churches that come to our mind are not true churches, nor are they a part of the church which is His body as they do not lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, and they fail the tests as given throughout the Scriptures concerning tongues and spirits. Now a word of prayer, and we'll begin with the exposition today, verse number 1 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Father, we come now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the time that you have given us to preach. I thank you for the truth that you have given us to preach. Help us now in this exposition that we would be sound and safe in everything we say. Guard our lips. Help our words to penetrate, Lord, as they give forth your words to penetrate into the hearts of men, women, and boys and girls. Thank you for our Lord and Savior, even Jesus Christ. Let us never preach ourselves, but always 
Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. God, help us, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Now, we have entitled this chapter, The Expedient Way. The chapter opens with three exhortations in the first verse. First, follow charity. Second, desire spiritual gifts. Third, but rather that ye may prophesy, or desire the more that ye may prophesy. So we say then, and the chapter proves, as we will see later for sure, that the expedient way, that which is going to bring us along the best way to that desired destination, the expedient way in the early days is to prophesy. It was that gift emphasized by the apostle Paul as opposed to the gift of tongues, which was emphasized by the Corinthian church. And not only were they emphasizing it, but they were also abusing it through their misuse and through their disorder. Although at this time we do recognize that tongues had not yet ceased, and so Paul will close this chapter with these words, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. And so tongues were still in operation. Tongues were still permissible. Paul did say forbid not. But again, that verse is not for this moment in the sense that we are permitted to speak with tongues. Tongues have ceased. As you continue studying Paul's later epistles, there is no mention of tongues anywhere. So we consider now the expedient way of prophesying. God's man, the preacher Paul, compares it over and over and over in this chapter against speaking in tongues, and every time he emphasizes prophesying. Now, back to our text, we see in the first 25 verses of chapter 14, the saints' edification in the church. And then verses 26 through 40, we see what we call the saints' experience at the church. The saints' edification in the church, verses 1 through 25, and the saints' experience at the church, verses 26 through 40. Now, when I say at the church, I am not trying to emphasize a physical building, but I am emphasizing at the assembly, wherever the body of believers, the whole church is gathered together wherever the people of God have assembled as a body for the corporate worship of our God and Savior, that 
is what I mean when I say at the church. So verses one through five in the saints edification in the church, we see the emphasis upon the right pursuit. Verse one, Paul guides the desires of the people. The first desire they should have is after charity, that excellent way that he just preached through in chapter 13. Their next or further desire they should have would be the spiritual gifts so that they can minister to the Lord and minister in the body. Their fervent desire, though, should be to prophesy. That is verse number one in a nutshell. We continue in verses two through five. Paul now gives the distinction of prophecy. Tongues and prophesying are contrasted in verses two through four. Look at your Bible there. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. There is your explanation for prophecy. It speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Now look back to verse number two for just a minute. In verses two and three, we see the personal difference. These verses should be compared with verses nine through fifteen. So let's read them together. So likewise ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Even so ye, forasmuch as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Wherefore let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Paul is speaking about speaking in tongues without an interpreter. It would therefore be an unknown tongue. It would have been a language that was unintelligible to anyone in the congregation. Therefore, it would have been unknown and it would have been wrong to do so within the church. And within the church of God at Corinth, evidently they were speaking in tongues without an interpreter and without any sense of order. So in verse 2 then, there is a great failure. Paul was correcting the mistake of thinking and believing that tongues without interpretation was a blessing to the church. Quite the contrary. It was unfruitful, and it was unfaithful to the purpose of the Lord 
within the congregation of the saints to speak in tongues without an interpreter. What is the point in speaking in a language understood by no one but God? There is no point. It is fruitless and of no benefit to God's congregation. Verse number three, a great force. Opposed to being a great failure, prophesying was a great force. It was a force of declaring the truth, a great force within the early church. It brought confirmation there in the edification. It brought courage there in the exhortation, and it brought comfort to all who hear it. So we'll close with this thought. Prophesying does not mean foretelling the future, but it was the power to understand and give forth the truth of God's word for edification, for exhortation, and for comfort. You compare with 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 20, and Paul would say, Rather, brethren, desire to prophesy. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written, God's word every word presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.